1: and welcome to this week's episode of The Sunday Social. Thank you so much for coming back and thank you so much for all your feedback on last week's episode. I loved recording it and everything's been incredibly positive and I'm so grateful for that. So the topic of this week's episode is, is blogging dead? And some of you might have an idea of why I'm talking about this and some people might not. So let me give you a little bit of context. This has been a subject that the blogging community, at least in the fashion and beauty and lifestyle world, have been discussing for a couple of months now. I know the Anna edits written a post on it, I'm pretty sure Chloe Plumstead has as well. There's quite a few kind of think pieces on this topic, because as you may or may not know, blogging was a huge kind of, it was maybe where the first influencers appeared in um, maybe 2003, 2004, 2005, and then it's where a lot of the original fashion and lifestyle and beauty like influencers kind of originated. So those ones that you follow on Instagram now that feel like they've been doing it for years and years and are experts in the topic, they probably had a blog. Obviously some people came up on YouTube and also a lot of people recently came up on Instagram but there is a really deep-rooted history of influencing and influencer culture within blogging. However, with the rise of Instagram and with the rise of YouTube, I think there's been or I think the vast community have noticed there has been a decline in how many people are engaging with blogs. Not just how many people are commenting on blogs, but how many people are actually reading the posts. And obviously that's a concern to people, and there are a multitude of reasons why this might be happening. I'd argue that one of the main ones is the rise of Instagram and microblogging on Twitter, which means that you can interact very easily with 280 characters or with a comment system that works very efficiently. With the influencer or with the creator of whatever you're looking at and it combines your friends posts with celebrity posts with influencer posts makes it all much easier to access however that doesn't leave blogging redundant it's still a great place to put more thought-out pieces better photo journals I guess and kind of more curated content that isn't as instant, and is isn't as it meant to be as interactive. Blogging served a purpose then, and blogging still serves a purpose now. But where does that leave all these people who grew up on blogging? They are bloggers fundamentally and primarily, but are now putting more effort into Instagram, into YouTube, into some other social media site to keep themselves relevant. So I sat down and spoke to Liv Purvis who is the creator of the blog What Olivia Did. It's one of the first I'd say really popular mainstream UK fashion blogs in the UK. She's been doing it for I think she said around a decade now. She's incredible, such an interesting person, so kind and I feel really blessed that I got to sit down with her and have a chat about this topic. She had so much fascinating stuff to say about what it's like being a blogger who's also trying to be an An influencer on Instagram and all these other platforms, and how it's kind of spinning plates in a way, but also the fundamental reasons why we should not shut down on blogging and why we should not move away from that. And in general, she's just great crack. She's good fun. And so I really hope you enjoy this chat I had with her. Hello! Today I am here with Liv Purvis. (laughs) We may or may not have already recorded this intro once, (laughs) but um, yeah, we're recording in the middle of the day. We are at a Liz Earl press trip Mm -hmm. um in Sorcum and it is gorgeous and we are so I don't know about you but I'm just like zoned out in a really nice way. Like I'm feeling very zen. Yes. Very zen. Zen's a good word for it. And yeah, but obviously the real world does not pause for (laughs) for any of this stuff. (laughs) Which probably leads nicely on to what we're talking about today. Today we are discussing is blogging dying? Because there's been a huge discussion about it across like a bunch of blogs I think Anna's written about it the Anna edits um and I think Chloe has written about it as well but I've seen a whole bunch of discussion on it um from people who are really uh kind of I don't want to say old school bloggers because I don't think they're like old school how can you be old school when it's been around for like a decade yeah but people people who are full-time bloggers or part-time bloggers and it is like something they know very well and so I thought I'd like to talk to an actual blogger about it because I don't blog really. <laughs> I've had a blog for about a year. And Liv, do you want to tell tell me a bit about your blog? Oh God. Um. So I started it eight years ago. Um.
0: When I was at school before, I think it was yeah I was in really? s- secondary school. Um. And I started it. Well, there's about, there's about three different contributing factors to why I started it. Star studied it. Started it. Um. The first being. Um, I was doing my... it's well, it was just before my photography A-level, so there was a girl in Topshop who I worked with. Oh,
1: and God. Did she you work at work? Topshop as well? Oh, yeah. I worked at to Topshop. Oh, God. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was it was interesting. I only did I Sundays. Agree. I was yeah, lucky. Yeah, I, I did Sundays and Thursdays. I was like the
0: Sunday girl, and it was it was intense. Sale was intense. Um, I feel like it's a real rite of passage that everyone should have to work in retail to really experience... I totally agree. ...like customer
1: like customer experience like just yeah. it, sh- it shapes you <laughs> and doing a lot of work for minimum wage i think that's important <laughs> just for everyone but just the you way like value work
0: working with so the public much. as well yeah. it makes you a better person when you go into like
1: oh 100% i mean not that
0: you'd ever like drop something in front of someone but i think it does shapes you yeah um, so i was working in Topshop and one of the girls that i worked with had a blog and i was like ooh <laughs> mysterious and cool and one of my my best friends actually started one she was like oh this girl has one I've just started one I was like oh this is cool um and then I was also interning around that time at the NME oh my god you had such cool teenage work oh it was very it was cool and it was it wasn't I call it the golden years of NME so conor mcnicholas was editing and there was lots of people in our buzzfeed working there and There was a really like good group of people and i wrote like you have to write reviews every week and one of the journalists was going through it with me and he said you know what you should really do you should start a blog to help develop your tone of voice and i was like i don't want to do that like why would i want to start something else it's on top of homework and yeah me being on my space um but, yeah, so I kind of took note of that, kind of didn't. And then when it came to doing my photography A-level, so um, I kind of, I, I was told that I, I needed a portfolio online and I really wanted to be sharing the stuff I was taking. And it, looking back, it was very, very below average. <laughs> but it was, like, a nice, have, a, like, a platform, like, a document things. And just, I loved interviewing people way back then as well. And looking back on some really, really early posts, I'd like go like, in-stores at, like, Rough Trade and I'd linger at the end and try and like get in with people and be like, can I just do an interview with you? And they'd be like, oh, so where are you from? And I'm like, just my blog. Oh <laughs> and then I'd God. ask like three questions and then put them in my blog, like as if it was like exclusive.
1: That's so um, cool. It's so cool that you were brave enough to do that. I,
0: I Do you know I feel like, I look back and I'm like, oh, good on you, Liv, for being that brave because I'm not that brave now. No, I would be terrified. <laughs> I feel like it's so political, whereas it just shouldn't be. Yeah, and I just had, I just had, I was quite brazen about it. And I wasn't a confident teenager necessarily, but um yeah, so they were kind of the main reasons why I started it, but that was yeah eight years ago, and yeah, obviously it wasn't a viable career when I started it. That wasn't really that wasn't Instagram, or if there was, it was very much like hipstomatic and very much like. I mean, I've got pretty over four thousand pictures on Instagram, and the earlier ones are just like, here's my foot in, yeah. a, in a bed sock with a <laughs> sepia filter. Like it's
1: just very kind of there's candid and there's that. I don't know what that falls into. My first ins- my first Instagram post is in 2011, and it's just a really messy suitcase. Oh, I'd Don't love know where to know my first one is. Is there a way you can do it without scrolling, scrolling, scrolling? I think you do just have to scroll. There must be a there must be a thing online. There must be an app. If anyone knows, tweet us. Oh yeah, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check. It's still recording. You are recording. Am I all right to be um,
0: this far away?
1: Yeah, I think it's fine. It's the. Volume seems to be... Like, cool! Yes, it is recording. I'm just being paranoid. There's always the
0: fear. Whenever I did like interviews, I have like voice notes and the screen goes blank. i would be like, what you're saying is really great and interesting, but wait one second. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank
1: God. The it worry worry. So I just don't know. I'm just not technologically very good at audio. So you've done well. Thank you. <laughs> you've got this far. It's the good thing about our jobs, I think, is that we constantly have to teach ourselves new stuff. Yeah. Like the fact that you started YouTube maybe how far into your career in blogging were you when you started youtube Too probably too late i think maybe like (laughs) a very (laughs) specific day way
0: too late like (laughs) probably about four four years in um and i know there was a point where a lot of people like oh it's all going to video you should really get on youtube and i didn't listen i didn't listen i didn't listen and i'm looking back in a way i'm glad i didn't in a way i'm like if i had have really listened and gone with it my channel could be perhaps a lot
1: bigger and a lot more successful than it is now but youtube isn't for everyone we've actually had a conversation about this like um, yeah. a couple of minutes ago but we were saying like youtube isn't for everyone it's
0: really not and i feel like I, I don't feel confident on that as a platform like i like it and i really respect people that are on it completely like no matter what you do but i feel like my confidence lies with writing and it lies with words and it lies with photography and stills and that's where yeah. i feel and i well, being behind the camera with video like i love filming
1: other people and interviewing people on film but I just I feel like a lemon <laughs> yeah it's a very distinct skill and I think that from what I've gathered doing it for a long time now the people who are the strongest at vlogging are people who watch a lot of vlogs yeah and ultimately if that isn't something you're naturally drawn to you probably won't be as strong at it yeah whereas I think with from what I've seen with blogging, a lot of people do love to read and love to write in various forms. Yeah. And so they can learn to be a better blogger quite, not easily by any means, but um there is, there is a, a way if you do it enough yeah. which is the same with YouTube in a way, but if you don't watch a lot of vlogging, you're going to feel like a lemon. Yeah, it's and,
0: difficult. Yeah. I mean, I watch it and I, I was really obsessed with it in the World Times. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do vlogmas and get really <laughs>
1: And I just... I was, Every November, I'm like, I'm going to do bloggers. Yeah, and I
0: just feel like... Um, I don't think I'm, like, hardy enough for the platform. I'm not, like... i really like. It's more of my fault than... Maybe it's not my fault, but I'm really, like... I'm very sensitive to feedback. And I'm very, like... And I feel like it's good to have feedback. Cause you, I suppose when you're self-employed, you don't have appraisals. You're not... And almost perhaps the criticism and critique of others is your appraisal. Mm. But I feel like with blogging, I've always kind of been able to just grow and develop in my own time... And I feel like on YouTube, you're a lot more exposed to other people saying to you, you need to develop like this, and this is how you need to change all the time, which I found quite intense. And yeah. I understand, and that's why I have so much respect for the creators on the platform, because I think that you have to be quite hardy and headstrong to, well, even I think if you're not, you have to kind of be like focused and I'm just very dithery and very like, I
1: can't do it, I'm sorry, forget it, I'm sorry. You do have to be able to tune out the shit. Yeah. Like, there is, like, in the one piece of really good quality constructive criticism, there's ten pieces of just horrible stuff. Yeah. So you do, yeah, you do have to be good at tuning it out. Mm. Whereas blogging is is uh, comments, isn't it? So, yeah, if that. Yeah. I mean, it used to be, I think, because... When I started blogging, there wasn't the community aspect
0: of places like. I mean, I know YouTube was still. A th- I don't know who was on YouTube, but it was mm. it was a very different platform. Like everything, I everything's mean, changed quite a lot. But I feel like there wasn't the community aspect of Instagram, or Twitter, or mm. like. I'm trying to think where else where else people like mm. flit around now, but like there wasn't that. So people would comment on blogs, and people would have the conversation there. But I think now, because there are so many platforms to have that conversation on people aren't going to blog comments yeah. as much because they think, I'll read that, but maybe I'll reply to your Instagram stories about that blog post, and that's, that's how we'll... exactly what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's how we can have that engagement, or perhaps you'll promote your blog post via Instagram, and that's where I'll comment on it. Whereas before it was like, you put up a blog post and people go to it and they'd subscribe perhaps on Blogger so yeah. I used to read
1: oh all God. of my
0: posts on Blogger
1: really I used I to read my followers displayed so interesting I was on Lovin' because I was a little bit later on okay yeah so I used a, another site to follow the blogs and people. then you could read them yeah. and you'd, you'd mark you can, them as read yeah and you can like them Yeah.
0: heart and yeah. then it's just it's like a weird evolution because I always used to try and check in on blog Loving and make sure I'd read everything that was new yeah But then I followed so many blogs that it was so time consuming. I was like, I can't physically do this. And then you kind of like do it less and less and less. And it's like lots of things in life because you don't grow out of it. Like, you know, when you're little, you love drawing all the time. And then you kind of do it less and less and less. You look back and like, why did I stop doing that? And that's kind of what I feel has happened to an extent with with sites like Blog Loving and, you know, Blogger.
1: And people just go and use different platforms now. I think there's a real case for a good blog reading app. That's, yeah. that's something that I've been really thinking about <laughs> lately, yeah. weirdly, because I used to use this app that was incredible called Instapaper, where you can save blog posts, medium posts, um, also mainly oh, newspaper wow. articles and magazine articles that are online. You There's like a special little thing you get when you hold down the share button and you can save it to your Instapaper oh, and wow. then you can go back um, and it's an app and it's got everything listed in oh, the so chronological order that you saved it. Tells you how long the read is, so you can read it on the tube, on whatever, and it down it downloads a formatted copy oh, wow. to, be to the Instagram thing. It was incredible, but because of GDPR, they're now no longer allowed to. It no longer works in the UK or something. Oh, and I was so sad because I was like, this is incredible. I can read all the articles I want yeah. to read, the think pieces. I can read stuff from like the Guardian all the way to like Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that that was amazing
0: it was so good
1: but I feel like there's a real missing piece for like a good app I think we'd all read a lot more blog posts yeah if we could yeah definitely there's like a really good way of collating it all in a place which is why we are talking about the future of blogging I was going to ask you what you what you really notice has changed from like maybe not necessarily the beginning beginning but from when blogging gained momentum for you personally and you felt like maybe you had a bit of an audience all the way up to now
0: i feel like it's changed in the way every platform has changed i think it's really evolved in the sense i mean there's trends in everything like when i started you know you'd be able to pick pick out different trends that everyone was doing like everyone would do the blog images side by side and everyone would wear like Lolita shoes. Oh my God, I
1: remember Lolita. Yeah. Like I
0: bought like the knockoff ones. Exactly. And then like oh. American apparel disco pants. And it was like yeah. real trends. <laughs> and I feel like that's happened now, but it's more, I don't know. I think sometimes it just depends. I think blogging changes so many ways in the sense that it's had to evolve and it's had to keep up with things because people, you know, digest information very differently and have very short attention spans. And, you know... I think people almost are in a position where they kind of feel divided on how they should be adapting like do you keep doing what you've always done or do you kind of try and adapt to what you think people are wanting to do and I think there's that that's when the divide comes in because I think some people are going oh god I need to be creating think pieces all the time because that's the reason people are going to my blog or people are going oh no no I need to be creating shorter content because they they don't have time for that and I think it's people are in this kind of fork in the road where there's so many different reasons that people do read blogs it's almost it's so diluted that I think it's not as clear as to why people read them anymore or the the purpose they serve when the content is accessible everywhere so you know if I'm publishing a blog post I think well what is it going to offer there that isn't on Instagram or it's not going to be on Twitter and is it going to have like a nice long-form message is it going to be a beautiful editorial is it going to have something that won't carry as well and what can i do to get people across to there because it's another thing people for people to check and i think it's changed in the sense that people are spoiled for content like content is coming out of people's ears it's coming at them left right and center so it's it's like people are now fighting for those five minutes that people have and i think that's potentially why there is the argument that blogging's dying because people now it's so saturated which is exciting but it's also i think daunting because there is so many people fighting for this moment of people's life and they're like I've got five minutes watched I read
1: yeah and then
0: it's suddenly this noise of like me 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 me, me. Like, <laughs> read my, watch my stories watch my video oh by the way I've got a new this I've got a new that and it, it's quite a lot and I think that's why people are trying to adapt so quickly and change and sometimes people are like oh but things have changed too much and it's just that no one mm. quite knows it's that almost cluttered mindset of like I don't know what to do
1: yeah I think there's also a the thing about like how much content you're expected to put on a blog. Yeah. Whereas maybe before it was slightly more, um, uh, less frequent, but more curated in terms yeah. of it was something you loved. You know, yeah. you went out, you spent a day shooting this one thing. Yeah. You loved it. You wrote about it. Put it up. As far as I'm, from what I saw when reading blogs when yeah. I was younger. Whereas now, it feels more like, I am mean, Liv's earring just came out. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, laughing. Just flicking it, and I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> I feel like now people will read one in five of your blog posts because yeah. well, you the general you um the collective of, of bloggers people will read one in five of their posts because that say maybe they're making things twice or three times a week or like like once a week even like and only one out of four of those posts or five of those posts will really appeal to that person yeah and I think we kind of forgot that that does just happen and I think that's why people are
0: struggling to know whether to put out more content or less because yeah. I know from my position that there have been times where I've gone into a new year and I've been like, right, my New Year's resolution is to do a blog post every single day because then at least people will be reading it. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, if people aren't coming that often, do I need to be pushing out this much new content all the time that's just going to kind of disappear after? I mean, it's always there. And that's what I love about the blog is the fact it is always there. It's yours. But at the same time, I'm like, should I just do focus on one blog post a week and really harness that? Or do I need to be doing more? And I think there's that split of knowing how much content you should be putting out and you don't want it to go to waste and you don't want to burn yourself out. But I do think with blogging especially, it's like, I feel very protective of the fact that that's my platform. like That yeah. is my website. And no matter how much everything else changes, I'm in charge of this. And I'm in charge of how it looks. I'm in charge of, you know, the when where people see it, how they see it. And I think, you know, algorithms can change, but that is my own thing and that's why I'm kind of like you know there is that discussion of whether it's dying but I'm like no 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 like it's so important to me I think maybe it's the fact I've done it for so long I do feel like very precious about it and I feel very much like it's shaped all the other platforms that I use now and it's really helped me develop in so many ways I'm like, by leaving it to just
1: dry out and fester on its own I'm like it seems too sad I think there's definitely something coming through here where it's where there's a real difference, the way you're talking about your blog is like a very, again, it's very curated, it's portfolio, it's yeah. editorial in a way. Whereas I used to describe the way that YouTube's gone now and Instagram, which is all about frequency, especially because of algor- algorithms, as editorial. But I don't think I mean that. Yeah. I mean that fast, the, the way that the, the Daily Mail puts out celeb articles, yeah. you know, we're talking that kind of pace is expected on YouTube and Instagram at the moment, but the blog is more precious. Yeah, there's something about it which is like a, yeah, it's it's you're putting a piece of your of your brain, your heart, your soul into the content that you make there.
0: Yeah, and I think that's it. And I feel like you know, with Instagram, that's very much my space to post the pictures that are a little bit undone, a like not curated. Which sometimes is difficult because you're looking at other bloggers who use that as the pla- their platform to then use it as the space that they're gonna put out with the most curated beautiful images. So you kind of look sideways and you're like, Oh god, mine looks like <laughs> a like a dumping ground But then I feel like that's my place to be candid and real and I mean not I'm not real on my blog, but just very much like, Oh I'll take a picture, write a caption and put it up. Whereas yeah. the blog is somewhere that I can really like like I I was submitting something for someone else. I could really read it, check the grammar, like really think about everything properly and that's kind of how I use those platforms, I think everyone does it differently, like there are bloggers that are very much like, blog on Instagram, like they do these huge meaty captions, these stunning photographs and that's where they're putting
1: that time and energy and they're putting all the energy into like doing what are those like slideshows oh like kind of carousels yeah, I guess you can make stuff more editorial on Instagram now but even then the platform doesn't necessarily lend itself yeah I guess they're making the best out of completely and it's different
0: for everyone I think that's almost the best way of approaching social media and blogging is that everyone uses it very differently and I think there's no one way of approaching it like you can look at someone else's Instagram feed and think oh mine should be like that but I think you're, you've got to factor in the way you're doing it and the platforms you have like there's no right way, and I think when you kind of come to accept that, it's quite freeing because you're like, oh no, no, it's fine, and you can appreciate all the other achievements you've had, opposed to the fact that you're not doing it in one way or another. Because I don't know, it's diff- it's so difficult because it's constantly changing and there's new things to think about the whole time, and you're thinking, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Like, yeah. But I think that's just working online in general not exclusive to bloggers
1: or anyone really yeah no i know what you mean right big question okay how do you, not that big don't worry <laughs> oh god i do you clap me hands um how do you think the financial situation of people who create content online has changed the way we use blogs or the way we are or, or the relationship the, con, the consumer the reader has to blogs or the creator So what I'm trying to say there is, (laughs) like, uh, being paid by advertisers and whatever, like, do you think that's changed the relationship that uh, creators have to blogging? I think so. To an extent. I think especially with Instagram
0: it has, because I feel that people feel they have to, and I felt like, and I think a lot of people do feel they have to approach their Instagram feed and their blog like a brand. They feel like because they're getting perhaps paid by somebody, you have to approach it in a way that's very curated and very polished and almost has a really neutral tone of voice that isn't offensive it's not not that I encourage offensive speaking but you know you can't you have to kind of you know play safe a lot and I think that can be a huge impact because you're thinking okay I'm 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 a brand but then I feel like although I have that I think where I still do stuff on my blog I think my Instagram still has to have that realness the the jokes the kind of the moments that might not be perfect. Like I was saying to you earlier, I did an Instagram story and someone was like, I don't think it's very funny. And do you think I'm still just a person? Like I'm one person. Sometimes I make good jokes. Sometimes I don't like, you know, (laughs) I I always think I'm very funny, but just, you're just still one person. I think you can't overanalyze it. I think because there is that kind of financial implication now, people are more conscious about what they're putting out. And it's almost like Instagram is a portfolio that yeah. you're kind of wanting to showcase your best work the whole time and
1: look how well I can. T- Not even your best work, your best self.
0: Your best, well, exactly. yeah, You're like
1: uh, you're. I think that's that's a quite a sad thing that's come with brands. Actually, it wasn't what I was thinking of when I asked you that question, but I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because that's really made me think about like how we do change our voice online a bit, yeah. depending on how we want to be perceived, and it is quite influenced by. The people who will pay us well and that's
0: i think that's what people do become quite aware yeah. of and i think it's something that i know i've been aware of in the past but i'm trying to think you know if there, someone's going to work with me they're going to work with me for me yeah and they're going to work with me because they agree with my tone of voice and not because they think i should be talking about this 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 or this yeah but not because you buy a certain thing or look completely. a certain way but i get I, I get why people would and i get why you know I see it from both sides because I feel like I'm very much... I don't ever want to become so all-encompassing. But I get the reason why people might want to implement more, I don't know, of a certain content into their feed because they think, oh, if I include more books, more yeah. right, more book companies will want to work with me. Or, like, yeah, it's that kind of... Like, oh, if I start featuring more beauty products, maybe more beauty brands will work with me. And that's obviously really financially beneficial. But I just think it's almost sometimes in the back of people's minds... Which leads on to the bigger picture. And I mean, it's it's such a meaty one and you could go on about it for a really long time but I do think it's something that people are like subtly aware of and you, people like have to behave like brands. I do understand. There's so much pressure. Yeah. And even with... My second Instagram account that I've just started—not to be like, oh, I've also got this other thing I'm working on. Like, not plugging. This is, is my this insecure gas club. Yeah, this is my like. So cool. I feel like I'm on like a like, reality, like a TV chat show. And I'm like, can I just plug my book? Hey, yes. please? <laughs> um, but plug it, away. Yeah, but even with that, like I started it maybe last week, and it, it grew really quickly overnight, and had all these like, content ideas. And in a couple of days, I was I'm amazed and very fortunate they had like over 20,000 followers. Does it actually? Oh my god, yeah, that's it's so It's going, going well really done. quickly. <laughs> and it's great. But even then, you kind of approach it and you're kind of like, that's a lot of people. And then suddenly, you kind of get a bit almost insecure about that because you're thinking, oh my god, is my, like, what am I saying is going to be appealing to enough people? And you suddenly, it's yeah. like subconsciously, you start worrying about those things because when you are talking to such a huge audience, it's hard because you're never going to please every single person in that audience. Not that every single person is going to see that, obviously, because thanks Instagram. But you know, <laughs> you know, you just there is those, there are those things that you kind of subtly become quite aware of, and it's it is hard because I think the second you do make money from that, you have a brand perspective. You are kind of a brand, but do you know what I mean? Your yeah, second, I was just
1: thinking like, the brand perspective. Like yes. the
0: second you earn, you kind of have that because you think oh this is a job like I have to like when it's work or a job even if you love it you have to take it seriously to a point definitely um and I think I think I've gone off track <laughs> I feel like I've just gone on a complete waffle like round the houses but I just
1: oh, I I've never heard that phrase before that's great uh, Round the houses. just gone
0: all the way round. I just
1: can't even remember what the question was I've just gone so far off I don't you can cut all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say about um, Instagram. Do you think the fact that we're the fact that Instagram is more quantifiable in terms of your numbers, your engagement? Uh, there's more people on Instagram, means that more brands ask you to do Instagram work instead of blog work, and that again moves you away from blog posts. The thing is, it doesn't. It doesn't because I don't
0: make like. But in terms of like the stuff, I do a paid stuff on the blog, I make very little. Yeah. All of it's on Instagram and I could very, very easily be like, you know what, I'm not earning from this blog. I'm earning like whatever, you know, very small sum. I could just give it up because it's not lucratively beneficial. But because I really enjoy doing it and that's where it started, in terms of creativity, that's where I get that satisfaction from. And I love Instagram. I think it's a great platform. I think you can be creative on it. But I feel like that, is where i do the work kind of that's where the work goes and that's why i think like although i work very hard on my blog that's kind of the creative outlet that's where the kind of passion project is that although it's not like the big money earner i still can have that and still can put whatever i like on it and and that's why i do kind of try and streamline that as well as my instagram and kind of keep it all very similar because i think it's all representative of the same thing but if one's going to be earning me a living then that's where i need to be putting my effort into i
1: suppose that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I at the beginning of the year I was like I need to work on my Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram game is weak <laughs> because that needs to be another stream of income for me.
0: Yeah. There's
1: so much money on Instagram relative to to the people on it. I don't know, relative to the yeah. number of posts it's and the hard, number, amount of work. Whereas a YouTube video you put in so much work and it's a good fee, but it also feels very very sponsored. Yeah, so I'm so reluctant with Instagram like I know
0: all the things I could do to make it a big money earner. Like yeah. I feel like I know the game and I know the things that would make it really successful. But I just maybe it's it sounds a bit hot, crude to so say I don't care enough. Like I care more about you know being honest and like oh, not the whole table over. Um, but just being honest and kind of I always feel like sticking to my guns and that's something I feel really lucky that I've been able to do in the... Eight years I've been doing what I've done. I've always kind of kept it true to what I believe in. Like not done something because it's a money earner or because it's popular. But I've always been like, do you know what? If I don't want to do, like, a haul, I won't do a
1: haul. Yeah.
0: Like, no shade on anyone that does. But I feel like, you know, you know the things that are successful and you know the things that aren't so successful. If you don't want to do them, don't do it. If you yeah. do, do. Like, no, totally. Yeah, it's, it's tricky because I think, like... Anything with blogging, I think, like any industry, people see the money value in it, and they go, "Right, I can earn from this." Rub their hands together, go balls deep into it. Like, yes, well, but but I think that's like any it's like any industry, and I think blogging, oh, yeah,
1: love blogging. You can be a you can be a a lawyer that only does really high profile getting celebrities out of cases or getting companies out of issues you could be an estate or agent you could be a human could, rights lawyer you could be you know? <laughs>
0: anyone that just thinks oh there's an opportunity for me in this yeah. but i think blogging gets a bad name for it because it's just anyone can do it anyone can get on board which is amazing because it makes it so accessible and diverse but also i think people get a bit cross because they're a bit like oh we're being cheated out things but i think it's the same with any industry like people see an opportunity to earn and a business venture, and they're going, do you know what, it's a good idea, I'm going to get on with that. Yeah. And I think some people that don't see it like that, that have been doing it for a while, can be a bit miffed about that, because they're like, well, we've not sold out, but it's just the same with anything, and I think that's why you can't take it too seriously sometimes. You're like, you know it's got so many amazing things and I'm so lucky to be doing it and earning anything from it, especially when it's yeah. so saturated that I just think like you can't
1: take it too seriously. I mean, you can, people do. Well, you know what's really interesting? So we're at this Lizelle event, <laughs> hashtag Lizelle, no, it's not Spawn at all. Um, they're just a lovely brand. And what there's like, how many bloggers here? 10, 12? Yeah. Ish. I weirdly just today have had a there was like maybe five of us working in the same room and we were having this discussion about working with brands because we're all on our emails and every single person was saying like oh there's so much I negotiate in my in my work that I do that's paid there's so much you know I won't compromise on this thing I won't compromise on that and I definitely won't do that um just stuff like um one blogger had her image crops in recently on a sponsored post and she was like I've, that just makes my photography look shit and I'm better than that, so I'll reshoot for you. Yeah, And that kind of thing. And my boyfriend works in influencer marketing and he's always like, Lucy, you're a difficult influencer. Most influencers get the brief, do the thing, done. Yeah. I negotiate it, I, f- I fix it. And now I've realised all of these people whose content I love that is on this event, we all do this. We mm. all negotiate our things. We won't take on anything. We don't feel is right for us. We keep our voice. We yeah, get, We don't do sponsor that We don't want to. And that's... A, that's probably why we're here. Like we have a, we're, well, I think
0: a lot of people forget that behind every ad or every sponsored thing, there's been a huge, loads of conversations and there's been a lot yeah. of things that don't go forward.
1: Yeah. And there's been a
0: lot of talk and a lot of negotiating and a lot of saying, actually, I'd rather not do that. And, But people don't see the end product. And I mean, it all kind of t- tallies back to you know what you're showing online and the graph behind it and what you're not showing yeah. and I know um, Catherine Ormrod's book like why social media is ruining, ruining so your Excited life is going to tap into that so much so I'm going to plug her book as well because I know <laughs> it's going to be incredible but um, it's almost maybe we need to be more open about the graph that goes
1: into it so people actually don't think it's just well people tell me off this is a really new thing I start, I start. again at the beginning of the year I was like I'm going to show people how how I work because I think that's really important and especially like if I'm working a fair bit yeah like where what's happening and people are like stop talking about it we don't care like just stop It's just hard make because nice people don't day. care but stop. people do they want it to be an escape is what they yeah like people, people's feedback is oh we just want to look at your content and not think about how much work you put into it i want it to seem effortless so you can't really win on that it's, one yeah it's difficult isn't it because yeah. you,
0: you share the best and people like that but they don't i don't know yeah i feel like i've always i don't know i don't want to be like Blame range, but I've been, always been totally honest. I'm really sure. No, but I think you have a really good, I don't really know. good balance, Liv. It's, oh, I hope so. <laughs> I just, you know, it's it's a it's a craft. No, it's difficult, and it's different for everyone. And everyone works differently, has different audiences. And I don't think it matters whether you're doing it for a living or whether you're doing it for fun or whether you do it after work. It's just everyone's the way they talk on social media and behave is all very it's
1: very different. Yeah. We have totally tangented from so many the future of blogging, but this is all blogging. This is the thing. Maybe the future of blogging is that we have to adapt and be flexible. Yeah, and microblogging is blogging. I think yeah. I think it's just it's being adaptable, and it's also
0: just not overanalyzing it too much. I feel like you know, in five years' time, maybe I won't be doing this. Maybe I will. Hopefully, I will. But I don't know in what format. I don't know what I'll be sharing, where, I don't know whether I'll be, it's so difficult and you know, five years ago I wouldn't have, been, I probably wouldn't have said that I'd have, you know, be doing a podcast or like I'd be, you know, writing a newsletter every week and the theme, like blog like blogging wouldn't be so popular perhaps because Instagram would be popular. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just being open to like interpretation and adapting your content and being flexible but still staying true to yourself and you know, knowing that if there's something that's popular that you don't agree in, you don't have to do it. Like,
1: yeah.
0: it's kind of, that's what started blogging. I think it's also, it's remembering why you started. And I know that's different now because I think, obviously, when people start now, it is a career option. Yeah. And that does skew it because, obviously, when I started, it wasn't a career option. So it's quite easy for me to say, oh, I started it because I loved doing this, this, this. Yeah. Whereas now people can start because they said, well, why wouldn't I start because it's an option. And obviously more people are saying, I want to be like a blogger, an influencer, YouTuber or whatever. And that's good. But then people aren't seeing what makes
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish there was a, well, maybe it will be like a platform like Insecure Girls Club that just was like, this is our, the funny real life elements of, like like kind of the humorous sides of the work that we do. Yeah. Maybe I should, maybe I should find a way of putting that out more yeah making
0: it funny i think that's it i think that's why it's so important about talking about the graph behind it because it's actually saying to the people that do aspire to it saying there is there's skill behind it and i mean this is a totally other debate but about the whole use of the white influencer and yeah like what what makes it's not my job to make people buy stuff (laughs) well yeah but that's the thing i think it can sometimes it boils down to yeah being someone that is like a you know a salesperson online and actually what actually put into
1: that i don't know yeah. there's,
0: there's so much so
1: much meatiness <laughs> there really is and i think you're so right in saying that like ultimately the purpose of all online content creation is to make what you love yeah and it's so cliche and so like we've had it 101 times but there's a really good reason why we shouldn't overanalyze yeah if you overanalyze you're like oh i need to like put my emphasis in my instagram and let's say you fucking hate instagram don't instagram don't do it like it people, just doesn't make sense. People will find you for yeah. what you love. Like, if you love,
0: I don't know, writing about ceramics or writing about, like, woodwork or writing yeah. about I'm looking at things in front of me. But, um, <laughs> and the other things you love writing about, people will find it.
1: And yeah. you'll find joy in that, opposed to writing about something you don't care about. Yeah. I once met a guy at a YouTube event who had 100,000 subscribers and he talked about different kinds of, um... What are they called like caterpillar equipment, you know, as in like uh, the big diggers, Wow. diggers. He did. He had a whole channel, and that's more
0: followers than me. So it shows <laughs> <About diggers>. that <laughs> it shows that if you want to write about diggers, sometimes <laughs> that's more popular than writing about fashion. You know? What's a digger's real name? Is there a name is for it, a digger? Is
1: it, not, is it not just a digger? <laughs>
0: Maybe digger? digger. um No. Walk,
1: I don't know. Walk, I feel like a it. Yeah, forklift or forklift. something. But um. Yeah, guys, there is a niche out there for everyone and you don't have to just do what everyone else does. I don't know why this has become like a case yeah. to motivate people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's like, always
0: a bit of Yeah, it's nice to end with a bit of hope.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a dark, noisy world. Yeah. So in summary, what do you think is the future of blogging or what do you think is happening? Is blogging dying?
0: I don't think it's dying. I think it's changing form and it's adapting um, and... It's naturally having to compete with other platforms, but I don't think it's dying. I, I agree. I hope not, anyway. This I don't one. know. Yeah, it's, it's you know you could talk
1: about it until the cows come home. You could talk about it until it does die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we killed it. We killed <laughs> it. Too, we it? spoke about it too well, much. It's, it's like all the market share stuff, isn't it? When someone panics about a company, they just like sell their shares really fast. Yeah, <laughs> we're all like that's the thing. I'm panicking. like maybe if
0: it, if everyone. It's only a variety of whether it's dying. Yeah, maybe it might, might start die. deserting. Yeah. yeah, maybe we all kill it. I don't. Yeah, I don't <sighs> think it's dying. <laughs> I, I don't love think it. it is. But um, yeah, no, I think it's. I don't think it is. I think it's about being a, uh, adaptable, if that's a word. Yeah. Where
1: is that piano coming? From? I know. I'm really enjoying it. I love piano. I hope it's weird. actually someone playing it. And it's yeah. not just like it sounds real. So sorry if you can hear piano in this. There so is a piano that I was like, what?
0: But you know I think it's. It's about being adaptable, it's about sticking to your guns, staying true to yourself, and doing it because you enjoy it. The end.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming and chatting, Liv. I really appreciate it. So, I really hope you enjoyed that chat. I had such a lovely time talking to her. I always do. She's one of the ones who puts so much time and effort into her content and really does make it such high quality and i really appreciate that in an age where we can really just take a photo on our phones and upload it which i love doing and i'm sure loads of people love doing as well but i really love these good quality posts this really good quality content that is much harder to make i would love to know your thoughts on whether blogging is dying you can tweet and use the hashtag the sunday social or you can go on instagram at the sunday podcast and send us a dm As always, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. I would love that. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you always and forever. And thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week with another episode.